It's episode 45. Today, I'm talking to Melanie Martin from Berlin in Germany, owner of The Coop and also founder of PR On The Go. Melanie talks to us about thought leadership, PR for boring businesses, why PR is the place to start telling your story and how to engage a journalist. We discuss how PR is an efficient tool for SEO as well as hacks on how to improve your PR efforts. Please enjoy the episode and thanks for being a fab listener. Support me by subscribing and telling your friends. Welcome to the Johnny Ross Audio Experience. I'm Johnny Ross, founder and digital marketing strategist of Fleet Marketing. Each podcast, I'll be bringing you an expert to inspire you, to give you some great business growth takeaways, and to get you thinking about marketing and the bigger picture of how businesses can improve, adapt, and grow. I look forward to sharing this with you on each podcast. So here we go. Hello and welcome to another live Q&A. We're live on LinkedIn, we're live on YouTube, and we are live on Facebook. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, thanks for being a fab listener. Uh, this will be edited once uh, after it's gone live and turned into a podcast. So if you're listening right now, thanks for being here. Uh, we've got Melanie Martin here today. How are you? I'm are great. You? Thanks for having me on the show. It's an absolute pleasure. You're joining us from uh, uh, Athens. You're currently in Greece. Uh, you're from Berlin in Germany. Uh, exactly. You're the you're the uh, owner of the Coop, which is a PR agency, and founder of PR on the Go, which is a you set it up for DI to be able to do it yourself PR. Was that right? Exactly. It's for every entrepreneur who is interested in PR and startups who want to do the first steps of PR by themselves. Excellent. So, as I said, thanks for joining us today. If you've got questions for uh, Melanie, please do ask them. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, PR, how to do PR, how to approach a journalist, how to get seen, the best types of stories to use for PR, how it fits with search engine optimization, uh, and lots of practical tips for entrepreneurs, for startups, and for large enterprises. Melanie, I've got to start with, you know, how did you get into this? What's, what, was the, what was the thing that got you into PR? So I got into PR quite early. So I started out with the PR agency in 2010. And um, it actually started when I was, having, when I was part uh, of a band. So I was more interested in promoting our gigs and then promoting other bands then uh, actually be on stage myself. So that's how I found out, okay, I should pursue the PR business. Were you, were you singing or playing music? Uh, it was um electro-punk band, so we were more like entertaining. I wouldn't say I have a great voice talent either. <laughs> but, it, but it was your voice that was being used? Yes, it was, and my dancing skills at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I now want to see this. I'm now going to have to search YouTube for some old clips. And uh... <laughs> yeah, fun fact: so the band still exists. Uh, oh, does so, it? Yeah, oh. about around 14 years later, still exists. <laughs> <laughs> so, without me. 
So you've got um, a, a whole cross section of clients, but I mean, your typical client, you're working with global enterprises, typically with you know more than a thousand staff, lots of different locations. How did that? How did that happen? I mean, when you're working with those, you, you're typically working with the CEO as, as well. Is that right? Yes, that's totally right. So it's actually it's a great question because it actually really grew organically over the years. So when I started out in PR, I was um, basically I'm a big fan of everything creative happening in the city of Berlin at that time was a very creative vibe. That's what I'm now looking out in the city of Athens in Greece as well, where we're just about to open up our second office. And it was more like being a being excited about everything creative, creative entrepreneurship, designers, innovators at the time that I um, that I that I was recommended okay for PR services and grew like from small creative projects that we brought into international media or working with artists from the uh, Berlin Arts University and brought those projects um, into the press that it grew from there. So the startup scene in Berlin evolved a lot at the time. So we also became part of this and evolved, you know, our knowledge and technology, the team grew and the clients just became bigger and bigger up until a point in 2015 where we couldn't work so much more with, you know, uh, the creative industries where it's naturally solopreneurs or small teams such as fashion designers, actors or product inventors. Um, so then we came up with this platform PR on the go where we gather PR experts uh, globally there are in uh, uh, today and we provide PR tips on how to start PR yourself. So whether you, it could be the case that you don't have the, the budget or you don't even really know, you don't have a feeling, what is PR? Do I need it? Would it benefit me? What should I, you know, put into it? So it's a way that those PR experts introduce themselves and their expertise um by providing really actionable tips um uh for entrepreneurs and um you you're going to be preaching to the converted here because i totally get pr and the value of, of pr um i remember was it bill gates that said if you've got a dollar left then it should be spent on pr Melanie, for people that are watching and listening, what, why should founders, why should business owners uh, get started with PR right away when they're launching their business, but also uh, when they're trying to grow their business? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So we, uh, all throughout the bankers, we, we uh, like I said, we collaborate with a lot of PR experts uh, globally. And everyone says, um, is convinced that you should start with PR right away. But mostly it's um, what is uh, being said is the wrong, what I believe is the wrong reason. So a lot of um, PR experts would say, start right away, it's free coverage, it you know, gets you the best uh, value for money right away. Whereas I would say the reason it should be um, that you start with PR is to really ask yourself the right questions. You know, um, is it, uh, why am I doing this business? You know, so you start practicing transporting emotions into your brand, to your company. Um, 
what can I do that it actually provides more value to my customers and the stakeholders? Maybe the business is not as exciting or um, um, the entrepreneur is not the greatest innovator, but, you know, provides a great work environment or um, uh, has a big charity aspect. So uh, we're living in these times where a lot of people were shook with uncertainty, especially now after the pandemic and more and more people look towards authenticity, purpose-led businesses and you know um, transparency. So I would say to start with PR right away is also the practice of being transparent right away, really writing down and communicating um, what what's behind the scenes, you know, what are the products actually made of, what is the production process, who is who is behind in this company, why is it founded, all those reasons that um, you would uh, start practicing communicating in PR and you start build relationships with journalists that might not feature you when you launch, but since you give them the opportunity to follow all your steps and then um, the chances also grow that they would feature you uh, with your first big successes, you know, at a later point. So every startup can already gain traction and first articles in PR, but you usually start with smaller outlets until you reach the bigger outlets. But I would say it's more about practicing to transform to have a transparent communication and to become an authentic company. So so what you're saying there is that the story behind the organization is is the most important part here and people are looking to buy from organizations that they like and can see themselves wanting to buy from and the only way to get that story or the best way sorry to get that story out there is to use pr makes perfect sense and and i can see how uh, uh i can see how that works and it, it, you know there's you can't beat uh someone else which is what pr is someone else uh, a trade magazine a publication a, uh, a, another website talking about you and telling your story you can't beat that um so yeah it makes perfect sense you talked about um uh, engaging with journalists at an early early stage to you know they might not feature you straight away but they over time they will how do you go about approaching journalists and what's the the um you know what what are some of the tips and tricks around approaching a journalist Great question again, because um, there's uh, a lot of uh, PR experts advice to build this relationship and it's being misunderstood by entrepreneurs who think that bef even before their launch, even before they have something to say about launching their business, they should start a relationship with the journalist. But the journalist actually, you know, if you don't have nothing to say, why approach the journalist? You should make your research follow them on Twitter, connect on LinkedIn, and look into the media landscape very closely, like which reporters or which journalists write about um, the topics that you will be able to talk about because it's, uh, it's your company's uh, business model. And um, this should be the first step, should be research. And then the relationship building actually starts with by not expecting coverage right away, but really by providing uh, press information on a regular basis. So um, a good way to go is really uh, coming up with a press release every single month 
where you go into deep dives uh, by introducing a company. So it doesn't need to be a product launch every month, but it's more um, looking back at what the journalist's uh, actual task is, and it is to provide a journal of humankind, uh, tell the people's stories. So with the, within those deep dives, you might um, introduce your launch, but with the deep dives, you can go about like, who is behind the company? What are the reasons to build the company? And um, what are the values, you know, to, to uh, transport this um, with every new press release where you can approach the journalist. Most journalists, we did um, extensive research on this where we surveyed like thousands of journalists. They really want to be approached by email. Um, but we also connect with them on LinkedIn and uh, we connect with them on Twitter. On Twitter, it's more that we follow up and, um, you know, uh, also support their dialogue that the, that the journalist is starting by commenting with the social media channels of the business. And um, yeah, so this is the relationship building should start when you actually have something to say, but continuously um, go ahead and introduce yourself, but also uh, really do the research and um, have so, an interest for the other party. So, so uh, are you better approaching um, journalists or, or uh, media outlets that are, are not aligned, but are talking about your sort of content? Or do you start going for sort of local news and, and, and local uh, media is there, is there a preference to which is there is there a best way to go forward yeah again great question because also there are different opi opinions on the pr uh, of the pr experts i would always uh, try to get national if not even global uh coverage so nowadays um you can gain global coverage for your business when you provide a product that is also digitally available. You can then go ahead and, you know, um, I'm German, so we might have German clients, uh, but then we would translate it into English and um, distribute it worldwide um, where it can be made available digitally because um, the whole world has English language media. And so you got the better chances actually of connecting. Um, so with local, whereas the other way around, lots of startups don't look into local media. Um, it provides a great chance of getting coverage because you know when you start um, also celebrating where the, where you're founded. For example, we're currently working with a Swiss startup that forgot completely on the website and in the um, visuals to also celebrate that it's a, you know, Swiss uh, startup that can be proud of, you know, being, being a Swiss, uh, being proud uh, of the location. And this also attracts uh, local journalists. And um, so we basically try to get coverage everywhere and do not want to exclude anything. Yeah, you, when we were talking earlier, you said that you've got clients in Switzerland, in the UK, uh, all over uh, globally, um, and uh, uh, and 
what was also interesting, we I was talking about, um, well, there was a couple of things. First of all, we were talking about the cross-section of clients. So everything from sort of big enterprises to, you know, an entrepreneur, maybe a fashion designer uh, that's uh, that's trying to break, break through. Uh, but what was interesting was I was asking you, if you're working with this sort of global enterprise that's got a thousand staff, that's got, you know, a number of different locations, who is it that you're working with? within that uh, enterprise and I was I was wondering if you were going to say it's a marketing department or a, a comms department but interestingly you said a lot of the time you're working with a CEO and and that really aligns with what PR is about tell me more about that exactly so we see PR as a growth tool and usually the CEO whether it's a startup or a global enterprise we're working with a CEO so Obviously, we would like uh, we um, always aim to collaborate with the marketing department and get in line to bring the message across through all channels. But it's very important, and that is known in the global enterprises that um, the PR person talks directly to the CEO because the CEO is coming up with a strategy, the growth strategy, um, and uh, he or she has the task of um, communicating, uh, you know, transparently communicating to all the stakeholders. So we're actually the first to know where the company is headed, which is very exciting. And um, we also promote the potential interview partner for the media, which mostly would be the CEO. And there it's um, it's very important that we work closely with the CEO. So there's no miscommunication when it goes through the different marketing departments. Well, it's, it's interesting you say that, Melanie, because um, I do get involved with PR uh, amongst uh, many of my clients. My strength is, is, a, is search engine optimization, but as an agency, we uh, cover uh, PR as well. And, uh, and interestingly, uh, you talked about uh, being some sometimes the first to know about growth strategies it, you also get the the bad so you get the good and the bad so you know with crisis comms and crisis pr you're often uh, the first to hear about the bad news and the bad stories within an organization and you were talking about it being exciting i think it's such an exciting role when you've got such a close relationship with a ceo of, of a large organization and you get to know about the good and bad very quickly and instantly and and you you're sort of then pressurized into dealing with that uh, <laughs> do, is 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 that is that is that something that happens often with you um, so it is completely exciting, but I gotta um, say we're lucky that because a lot of PR firms specialize on crisis communications, but then they this way they attract the clients that would only come to them when the crisis hit. You know, there was a yeah. shit storm, or you know something was very badly communicated. We um, we whereas we you know are for open communication purpose-led businesses we're very lucky that we attract businesses that um uh, that we're working with on a long-term basis so it it actually didn't happen that there was a crisis there might have been an article that wasn't you know not as exciting but not really a crisis. I gotta say, when you work with a PR agent on a constant basis, uh, so we would edit interviews for everything. You know, when when there's an interview, and we would edit every anything that could be lead to a miscommunication. Um, so we're on to that uh, first, and didn't have so much. We didn't have crisis. Well, <laughs> Thank well, that's you. Not it's more about the growth strategies. 
so sorry to interrupt, but we learned so much from the CEOs that come with like, let's define a new category and you know, who the, what what the CEOs also think is interesting or pick their brains in their um, res respective industries. And um, we can then transport it. So this, this, is, this is more exciting. <laughs> Well, it, listen, it's not a bad thing having uh, no crisis. Uh, I was uh, yeah. just disappointed we didn't have any uh, fun stories there. Um, what, uh, <laughs> what, what, what about um, doing PR for a business that's boring? So, you know, they yeah. just, you know, it, it, maybe it's the product or the service and it's just, you know, I mean, law, legal, that's boring. There's, there's lots of there's lots of boring industries and sectors. How do you do PR for, for businesses like that? Yeah, great question, because there are indeed, so not everyone that comes to us is highly exciting and innovative. And there are different um, categories. So there are the, the mid-sized business or global enterprises that actually have a very business, a very boring um uh, parts so for example if they manufacture spare parts or tools that are needed for cars or for plumbing you know you don't want to read about it in your lifestyle magazine and also there's the other side um lots of entrepreneurs uh go start a business because they want to provide their skills and their talents on their own terms they want to be their own boss so it might they might be become the local they might open a local florist shop because uh, they want to be their own boss, but it's not exciting, you know, at first. Whereas we in PR really go back to telling the people side again, you know, for with the example of the the companies, there are like uh, the companies of that produces maybe spare parts. There are lots of interesting business side aspects to tell for the business journalists out there that cover new that are you know. Um, cover those topics in newspapers, also business and finance outlets. Um, how those business, uh, those spare parts, the industries are affected throughout, um, you know, like for example, now with the pandemic, there are like um, some industries that cannot go ahead and cannot grow because those spare parts are missing. Global uh, chains, um, logistics and anything connected to that. But then the bigger stories is always the, the people behind. So this company might be a great employer, might be a family business over generations. And um, we just started working with a company that is also like a family owned, massively big a company um, and the CEO that um, basically took, that took over and is the CEO now. And the oldest employer already, uh, was already there when he was a kid and used to babysit the now CEO, you know? So there's, um, this is a story in our past world where it's lots of fluctuation and where people change careers all the time, you would find uh, there a more stable work environment, maybe a really happy work environment where they have a great philosophy uh, for those um, for those employees, and but they still want to attract new talents, so they want to get some attention for this company. So we're working on those stories, you know, by telling the stories of entrepreneurship and 
it's more like a family story. People love family related stories. And when you have entrepreneurs that are usually like solopreneurs or working in small teams that start out um, to just be their own boss, we look at a lot of growth strategies. So how can you bring those businesses, for example, digital? Let's say with the example of the florist shop, you might you might feature the wedding bookcase that they're doing in wedding and fashion magazines, you know, and try to make this florist shop uh, a magnet for people to actually come there, make a trip there, plan a trip there to come there, or that we bring it digitally uh, by talking about um, and implementing extra services such as the delivery to a wider area. So the entrepreneur needs to be open for new ideas and to open up basically either um, the, the, you know, the stories that are kept within the company or be open to new ideas on how to expand the business uh, that can be nowadays done quite easily. So there we come up with a lot of growth uh, strategies. For example, you know, the florist owner would hire a student that goes on a bike to deliver flowers uh, to companies and um, uh, customers in a wider area. You know, um, all all those stories. Um, we're Brilliant. we're really working on those. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I I want to talk about uh, how PR and SEO fit together. So I'm going to come on to that shortly. Uh, but um, before I do that, I think it's important that we cover another element of PR, which is around personal branding. Um, any top tips on, uh, or, or sort of, first of all, why should people consider personal branding? But secondly, top tips on personal branding, Melanie? Yeah, so um, we don't specialize um, uh uh, on PR for entertainers, let's say, where personal branding is like uh, super important, but we look into thought leadership for startups and especially B2B businesses. Also a lot where the they might not come up with a new product launch all the time, or it might not be super innovative, but they're super experts, the CEOs and CIOs um, and creators um, behind the scene. And we uh, give them a voice basically. So thought leadership is comparable to personal branding and it's basically um, making the people behind, again, the people behind the company stand out with their skill set of the industry. So also, if you're looking at a PR, it's not just a one way, um, should not the communications should not go be a one way con uh, consumption, but you need to see what do the journalists need and want so you offer your expertise for the industry and then journalists would eventually when they get to know you start reaching out to you uh, for your expertise on an article that they are writing about which you might didn't come up with as a topic or you know but you still get the the feature in the story which would help boost your business because the business would always be mentioned as well and are there any tips on um, uh, or advice on personal branding in particular to get out there more? 
Yeah, so it's very different, uh, uh, different on uh, depending on which industry you're at or the size of your business. But let's say you're um, a business owner of a B2B, uh, B2B company, you know, you would choose the channels, good channels for where you can reach your target audience, basically. Good channels for that, uh, for B2B would be LinkedIn and Twitter. So, um, but also Medium is great for publishing articles. And we would um, then reach out to special interest magazines, business magazines to get a guest authorship. Um, so it's about providing content by publishing content. Um, or if you're in B2C or if you're an entertainer, again, like you look at where to reach my audience and it's uh, setting up your own channels, your personal channels on Instagram and Facebook, you know, where where's your target audience most active or on TikTok even, uh, if you want to reach to, if you're a younger founder and uh, have a younger target audience. So to be very active on those channels. So the entertainer might do it more with videos and sound snippets, whereas in the more corporate world or with startups, it's more about uh, publishing articles, um, uh, also start commenting, you know, on your own personal channels. And um, so your profile would be more known on the World Wide Web and uh, therefore boost the, yeah, the, that your company is known. Makes perfect sense. Stephen uh, Creer's got a question uh, linked very much to what we've been, what we're talking about right now, but also what we were talking about. He's, he said, I would imagine that there's some resistance to clients opening up as much as you'd want them to, Melanie. Is that a recurring issue? And how do you, how do you get them to open up? <laughs> That's a great question. So it is exactly like that. So we love working with entrepreneurs. It doesn't matter the size, whether they just started out or it's um, the CEO of a global enterprise. But we love when they love PR, when they have an understanding of PR, when they respond to our interview requests that we got them. So we pitch them and they provide comment, they provide, you know, that, that if there's a very good work relationship, so and the entrepreneurs really says okay i got you wanted to have this story or um, you want to work towards this story and really opens up the resources makes our life so much easier and this is what we're looking for that's why we try to excite entrepreneurs from the start about pr um yeah because um there's not really uh, so we can work around we always have um, some CEOs that wouldn't that wouldn't answer the interview questions, so interview opportunities would get lost. That wouldn't provide a review or a final approval on our press release drafts, and um, it's very frustrating. But then we work around with what we have, and we still provide coverage, but it doesn't grow as fast or as good as it could be. So we really try. We set up, we um, say from the start when we have a client, we need to have weekly calls so that we see uh, the entrepreneur is really dedicated to it and to get our information that we also need and our approvals within those calls, even if it's just half an hour per week. Um, so, because everyone's busy, but so that we get uh, the information. It's yeah, quite it's a task. <laughs> 
Yeah, and and I guess you your task is to is to get them f- as as engaged with you as possible, uh, and to really sort of trust you as well, and 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 be there to be able to talk to. Uh, I think that's a, that's the important part, isn't it? Um, exactly. Let's move on to uh, search engine optimization. Uh, I mean, that's uh, I'm deeply rooted in search engine optimization, uh, and so it's uh, difficult for me not to talk about it. And and I've always said. Uh, right from the very start, that um, PR is fully linked to SEO um, and is 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 such an important part of search engine optimization. I'm interested from your point of view. You've brought you know you brought it up when we were speaking earlier. Um, you one of the things you you believe is that PR is one of the most efficient tools for SEO, which is you know music to my ears. I, I, I tell me more. What how does how does PR from your point of view how does PR relate and and uh, what are the things it does from an SEO point of view? Yeah, great that you bring it up and that you also um, see it that way. So first, I heard it years ago from from the marketing team of a global enterprise uh, that we're working with that, you know, that uh, the guy was so happy about the articles we placed because those were the the best um, tools for SEO. And he actually in the team meeting um, said so that this would be the best case. And now we started collaborating really closely with the SEO people and the team because um, what PR used to be, we would prepare it for print media. So we would be more storytelling. We wouldn't look into keywords, but we would like more, write more emotionally, romantically, you know, and not go straight to the point. But whereas now uh, the PR writing changed um, to a land to more to um, fit a landscape that became just more digital. We get a broader reach and, you know, again, with the pandemic, it's also like boosted that. So um, there's, whereas print media is consumed in, when we travel, you know, the travel magazines or when we take the magazines for traveling or when we sit at a doctor, now everything got more efficient with appointments and not sitting around too long, having time to look through a magazine. It's more about um, PR supporting also SEO and uh, it does it because we started collaborating there more by really featuring the keywords that are also in content marketing um also there needs to be aligned but um that our writing comes more to the point and um uh, is more efficiently for uh, where we place it which is nowadays mostly digital and um so we use the research of seo to also um, incorporate uh, it into the writing of our pr articles Journalists have less little time, so they take a lot of the information we give them, uh, have a copy paste, put in their own angle, but a lot of it is copy pasted. So we have the opportunity to take those uh, relevant SEO keywords and um, position them. And the journalist basically gives it a unique twist. So it will be unique content. Very often uh, we get a do follow backlink from those um, media outlets, were all, although I have to say, the bigger the outlet, um, the less uh, the backlinks are provided. So if you get a feature in New York Times, there won't be, uh, there might not be a do follow backlink, but still the brand name 
is on a high-ranking, high-authority website. And that is basically also SEO goal. And um, we want to be as efficient as possible. So we're working very closely with SEO, um, who also from their research gives us a lot of new ideas for where we can go for deep dives. You know, we get a lot of where PI used to be hard to measure, we get a lot of metrics and um, from SEO in return um, where we where we will find out where to go, which topics are really well performing, which um, which articles and angles are very interesting. And therefore, you know, it's it's a it's a good collaboration, very fruitful. I yeah, it really is. And and you, you said that naturally you get backlinks and, and at times uh, there'll just be a brand mention, which is absolutely uh, great from an SEO point of view, just having a brand mention. Um, is, are there any, I'm just wondering and curious, are there any tips on how to actually get a link? Is there anything that uh, you can do differently or try or say that just takes you over the line on getting a link? Oh, yeah. So um, it's really the... The, the magazine or the media outlet has specific uh, terms for that. So some just don't provide backlinks. Mostly the bigger they are, they just don't provide backlinks. Whereas some, they're not aware, oh, it's might, they might have provided a backlink, but it's a no follow. So we follow up and ask if they could do it a do follow. And um, so this then they have just haven't been aware. They give it to their technical department and then department, and then we would get the do follow link. Um, also, we uh, set up, we expanded in PR since it's got so much digital to to a whole. You know the strategy. We we are in a lot of collaborations and partnerships with media outlets um, where we would get the do follow links. Um, so. But yeah, usually it's it depends on the media outlets, and if they don't do the backlink, you cannot get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but you more. but you've totally nailed how PR and SEO work together, which is which you know I think can be simply put as uh, I think three things: so keywords, relationships, and links, and those three things work hand in hand. Probably the relationship being the most important thing. Um, but then it's about having it's about thinking about SEO with the keywords and 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 with the relationship you get the mention or the link. Yes, yeah. I also would like to add one very important thing that is uh, so important on the practical side of things for PR and SEO, but that gets left out at the moment completely. So um, the departments uh, the, they're set up for marketing, so you have the. The digital marketing, you have PR, and you basically have the Google ads, you have the content, you have the Facebook and Instagram ads, LinkedIn advertising, you have PR. But um, what's totally forgotten about at the moment is the customer relationships. So whatever business you have, if there are just like average reviews of the clients, because you're just not really you know, not doing a great job, then there's nothing uh, we as PR people or an SEO we can do. So uh, the journalists would also look at this and would say like, why should I feature um, a business where that doesn't make that, that doesn't make an effort to make their clients happy? 
and an SEO, it's the same. You can maybe have all those link building strategies and all those great placements, but um, when the reviews are just not good. So it's, it's actually where I wish businesses would look more into to first of all, first and foremost, uh, really provide a great service or a great around the product after sales, like the service relationship to gain better reviews because there's um, nothing we can do if that's and if, that's low. <laughs> and if you and if you didn't need another reason to come up with a great review strategy, there it is. Uh, reviews are so important, but yet another reason why you need good reviews. It makes perfect sense. Why would you, as a journo, want to uh, publish something that's uh, where a brand's got uh, some bad reviews? Um, Melanie, we're coming to the end here. It's been uh, a great conversation. I love uh, PR because it fits so well with search engine optimization. Um, you've really uh, made it easier to understand and why people should be doing it. Um, perhaps uh, I'm innovative. Perhaps I'm a fast thinker of a large global enterprise, and I'm thinking Melanie's the person I need to speak to. Or, or perhaps <laughs> I'm a perhaps I'm an entrepreneur about to start a fashion brand. Um, Melanie, what's the best place to find you? And uh, just mention the the two different brands that you have as well. Yeah, yeah. So a good place to find me is on LinkedIn, where I'm quite active, uh, at Melanie Martin. Um, and uh, so at thecoop.de, you would find um, the PR agency. If you're an entrepreneur that's just starting out, I would highly recommend to check out prondego.com for all our PR tips that we provide there and to get a deeper understanding. But you will also find a contact there to reach out. Excellent. Thanks so much indeed. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes. I've just put the um, the PR on the go. That's the uh, PR on the go.com. Uh, and it was the coop.de. Uh, .de. Mm -hmm. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Well, thank you so much indeed. And um, thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for watching. Melanie, thank you so much for being here and sharing uh, all of that uh, great information with us. And uh, I look forward to seeing you all and speaking to you all soon. So take care. See you soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the Johnny Ross Audio Experience. Thanks so much for joining me. If you want to continue the conversation, head over to my website, fleek.marketing, or find me on LinkedIn. That's all for today. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, tag me in your social media posts, and please leave me a review on iTunes. It will make a huge difference for me. I will see you soon.